20 till. Alright. Alright, everybody. This is episode 42 of the Herpeticulture Podcast. And as usual, before we jump into this episode with Matt Manitola of Philly Harp, we have our fish egg diagnostics question of the week. This week's question. What is cryptosporidiosis and its symptoms? So, as... Most of you who have been in the hobby for a while know crypto is a very real infectious disease that goes through collections and wipes them out and does all kinds of nasty stuff. It's one of the slightly more common ones, unfortunately. So, since Fishhead does more than just Nido, we figured we would ask um, Dr. Susan and company about um, crypto and let them touch on that a little bit. Sorry, I was... I have a lot of things going on on my phone at the moment. I'm trying to mute it. And, okay. All right. So, what is cryptosporidiosis and its symptoms? Cryptosporidium species, which includes Cryptosporidium serpentis, Cryptosporidium varani in reptiles or crypto, are a species of highly infectious parasitic <coughs> apicomplexin protozoa. These organisms can affect snakes, lizards, geckos, and other animals. It, most com- it is most commonly found in colubrids such as corn snakes, rat snakes, king snakes, but can infect all species including pythons, boas, and venomous species. In lizards, it is most commonly seen in leopard geckos, crested geckos, fat-tailed geckos, mono-lizards, but similar to snakes can infect other species as well. Documented cryptosporidium cases have been reported in 57 species of reptile, which include 40 snake species, 15 lizard species, and 2 tortoise species. Age and sex does not play a role in susceptibility to the protozoan. Cryptosporidium can be insidious and go unnoticed until pathologic changes are advanced, but the organism resides in the GI tract of the reptilian host and can cause gastric wall thickening and malabsorption due to villus atrophy with inflammation. The clinical signs can be anorexia, weight loss, lethargy, regurgitation, uh, lethargy, Jesus, Regurgitation after three or four days of eating or mid-body swelling. The mode of transportation is by fecal-oral route. Cryptosporidium can be intermittently shed in the feces, which makes this a challenging disease to monitor and test for. Ideally, four negative tests are recommended to consider an animal negative for crypto. Antimortem, live animal, testing for cryptosporidium is ideally done by PCR of feces or cloacal swab but can also be done by acid fast staining of feces, gastric wash, gastric biopsy, or impression smear of the regurgitated prey item. If an animal has passed away or been euthanized, a necropsy with histopathology can also find evidence of cryptosporidiosis. There is no cure for cryptosporidium, and it is important to maintain strict quarantine and biosecurity to prevent cryptosporidium from entering your collection. Crypto is also very hardy in the environment, so it's difficult to disinfect contaminated surfaces, which is why prevention is very important. There are a few treatment options that you can discuss with your veterinarian to reduce the shedding of crypto. There you go. Once again. This has been... Question of the week from Fishhead. Hashtag share knowledge, not crypto. Also, share Share knowledge, knowledge, not not Nido. Boom. That was was crisp. That was crisp. Temptations who? Oof. (laughs) Dang. All right, so get we'll get into this episode that. now with Matt Minitola. Yep. Enjoy episode 42. 
This is Justin Smith of Palmetto Coast Exotics. And this is Jacob Bratz with JLB Morelia, and you are listening to the Herpeticulture Podcast. Yeah, what's up? What's happening? What's going on, man? Not much. How's it up there in the in the in the north? Oh, uh, good. It, it, my plans got ruined to going in the park. It was supposed to be no rain, oh. and then they changed it. I'm in my car driving to it, and it's pouring. Oh, <laughs> so I'm in my smelly garage where I keep my rodents. Nice. <laughs> but, there's no live rodents in here now, but it just has a constant odor mm-hmm. of rodents in here. So it seeps into the fibers of your clothes and everything. All yeah, that good I mean, stuff. It, it became that uh, we have a little shed and a pretty big garage. The garage mm-hmm. has all my reptile stuff in it. The little shed has all of our like spare clothes and decorations in it because they would all smell like rats. Oh, when you bring it up, so. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, nothing like going on vacation, packing your clothes, and you pull all your clothes out and they smell like rats. I'm like, and everything oh, smells man. like ammonia. Yeah, yeah it's not good. <coughs> Look, you're making me cough. Shut up. <laughs> all right. So just so everyone knows, like we are recording right now, Matt, but oh, okay, um, that's fine. I'm getting over something, whether it's allergies or something much more infectious like crypto or ebola oh my gosh we don't know <laughs> i don't think you have crypto i don't know i hope not and i'm kind of starting to get starting to get something myself yeah i do so. there's something going around because like everyone yeah. at the shop was like oh yeah i had something like that two weeks ago and i'm like well it's probably you who gave it to me so thanks but yeah. so i'm getting over yeah. it i'm nasally i'm sinusy and i'm snotty so i'm gonna i'm gonna yeah. keep the the snottiness to a minimum if i can it's all good. I mean, I'm usually the same way. Allergies have been brutal here, and I have them all year long, even with medicine. Yeah. Well, we've I had complaints get... in the past about someone constantly <laughs> yeah. doing that, and it's like, uh, we can't help that. Like, I'm sorry. Yeah. I, just... None of, I don't think any of us are, like, professionals. Spe- I mean, you guys do a podcast. You should be better at speaking than I am, but <laughs> none of us, you would think, none of us are yeah, that. We're not that good at it. Yeah, I mean, I listen to a lot of podcasts, and even people that have been doing it for like 10 years still aren't very good at it because it's just not what they do as their number one. So it's understandable. Anyways, welcome everybody. This is episode 42 of the Herpeticulture Podcast. I am Justin Smith of Palmetto Coast Exotics. I am Jacob Bratz with JLB Morelia. And we are joined by Mr. Matt Manitola of Philly Herp. What's up? What's going on, guys? (laughs) (laughs) Not a whole lot, You need to send us some of that rain. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the grass is gonna start catching on fire here. Like, yeah, it's all dude. starting to die and yeah, dry out. Everything's starting to. <laughs> so, we've been getting, the moment someone we've been ashes blessed. a cigarette and out their car, we're all it's gonna turn <laughs> yeah, into California. We're all, we're all toast. <laughs> yeah, we we've been getting blasted with rain, but it's I think this weekend it's finally coming to an end. So we'll see. Nice, just in time for uh, for carpet fest. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, that that's something I've been thinking about. There's never. Uh, the, a couple of years ago at Owens, there was some rain, but Owen has, he has like a nice patio with a roof over it and then you can go under his patio and he's got a bar. Eric doesn't have all that. So I, I don't know what's <laughs> going to happen if it rains. Yeah, he's well. got a bigger place than Owen, but it's going to be, if you catch bad weather, I don't, I don't know what's going to happen. So we'll, we'll have everyone to see how that goes. Cuts in the back. Surely he's got like some empty boxes or something from the store. Everyone can pitch a tent in. 
Yeah, I, I'm sure some like people people there are so like crafty. Someone will whip up like a canopy or something. Yes. I got it in my car. You know, yeah. it's like a giant sixty foot canopy or something. So we'll see what happens. Well, we It'd probably got, be Howard. We yeah, I was gonna say it'd probably be Howard. Whip out a box of shirts and just make a giant umbrella out of them or something. He'd make something. Yeah, we that's got true. we got lucky at. Southeast Carpet Fest. It rained a little bit, but not a lot. But it was cold. It was pretty, it was unusually it was, cold. It for, was pretty yeah. stinking cold out there, man. It was. I don't know. Perfect. I don't know if it was really cold because I mean, it, it's a different kind of cold here. So I think I still right. would have been short. Oh yeah, no, in you would have been Florida. Fine. It was cold. You would have been fine <laughs> for for us. You know, a southern folk. It was it was pretty cold. Things started getting yeah. below like forty, and we're like, what the hell? Well, yeah, to be fair, when you know. After after a couple of drinks, I warmed up a little yeah, bit. Yeah, you were fine. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, as, as, as the night know. as the night went on, I got pretty warm. So. You were going in and out of the house so much. You were just doing. Was, you were getting a workout. I was all over the place, man. Yeah, I know you guys are in Florida, but I, I've been around Ian plenty, and, and and certainly it's not usually that cold. This year it was, but it wasn't that bad. I mean, he was pretty much crying about it the whole time. <laughs> just how do you deal with this weather every day? <laughs> yeah. So Florida has. Florida has spoiled him. Yeah, I think it spoiled a lot of people. But uh, what was I going to say? It was something about say, Eric. We, we can't say much about being here, though. Anyway, so you're going to say something about Eric? I don't know. I thought I had something to say about carpet. Was he not cold? Was he wearing like a no? He, shirt? he was fine. He was like, <laughs> yeah. He didn't, yeah, he he didn't, didn't seem to care. No, he didn't. How? Oh, that's what it was. How far are you from him in, in Carpet Fest? Uh, I'm 20 minutes away. Oh, and nice. it's it's um it's pretty much a straight shot. You got to go like to make two turns, and the majority of it's a straight shot, and I'm, and I'm there. So yeah, we're near each other, which is cool because anytime he needs help or I need help, we can just easily help each other out. So right. it works out really well. And, and you know, being friends, mm-hmm. just going over there to hang out, it's, it's really cool. I know he was excited to have that we were going to have you on because I know Bill Stegel got pretty pumped, mm. Eric got pumped. <laughs> uh, well. That's good. I'm glad to hear people others. are glad to hear people are excited. Well, I don't know why I'm excited, but I still can't figure it out. Yeah. But I, I mean, you keep a lot of stuff, so we don't necessarily have a particular like species or topic in mind for this episode. We're just kind of talking about sort of what you're doing. But there are a few things in particular I want to pick your brain about. Um, okay, cool. But I guess we can kick it off with what you're currently keeping and um, what your co- like, what yeah, your what collection your, what your collection consists of. Right yeah. I'm all over uh, yeah, my my collect- basically what I my main focus is is Borneo short tail pythons. Uh, that's the majority of my collection. That's where I've been pretty much since I started back up in the reptiles in, in 2003. I've been really interested in them and just going that way. Um, I then keep probably the next most red blood pythons, the Bronger's my, mm. and then it's a big drop off into whatever else I keep. I think the next. Uh, I guess the next species I keep the most of would be uh, chondros. Hey. I think I got, yeah, I think I, I still got 18 <laughs> of them sitting around, just not really doing much just with them yet. Around. <laughs> I mean, that's what they do. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah. I just, I haven't really, since the first year I produced them, I just kind of, uh, I got my ass kicked by the babies. I've been listening to you, you know, what's going yeah. on with you. And I did a lot <laughs> of just talking with people. Yeah. I'm going to sidebar talk about this for a minute. Uh, I just talked to a lot of people and being relaxed with other species. It just sounded like people were like too pushy and that's why stuff wasn't eating. They were too in their face, too worried. So I mm-hmm. think I took way too much of a relaxed stance on yeah. them. No, I mean, that's like, I've, I've heard a long time ago, like the best way to keep, 
chondros is to ignore them. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it worked. It worked. Uh, like I said, I, I had 10 babies, all 10 eggs hatched, no slugs, everything hatched. Um, got three going. Two were two weren't that bad about going. Uh, they got going well, I should say. Mm-hmm. One was a little bit of a pain in the ass. The funny thing is the one that was most rock solid prolapse died i was like yeah that sounds about right yeah (laughs) Yeah, super frustrated because i'm like that one was rock solid you know i was i was missed i wasn't off of my misting they had a Mm -hmm. big water bowl um the next one was the finicky one which was like weeks later and then the last one was like the middle ground one and after you know before that all the other seven died off yeah it's just hard they were so little and on the perch and you know getting them off it, it was by the time I could tell it was like a uh, point of no return, I, I was I was just like, oh, they're not even going to take me force feeding them. And I know with them, you do got to force feed. I, I'm kind of in the last three, four years, I haven't force fed anything. Like if it, it's it's rough, but if it doesn't want to eat, then it just, to me, it's meant to be. I know with chondros, yeah. I probably will take a different approach when I have babies again. But uh, so I went hard at them that year and I got babies. The next year, I kind of limped into it because I was—I just wasn't ready, and I didn't—I took like a half-ass approach to it, and I did the same this year. Uh, I'm definitely going to gear up and at least try to pair uh, a pair of a ruse and a pair of uh, Marokis or Marukis, nice. however anybody wants to say it. Yeah. So hopefully, I get at least one clutch this year. Well, what I've well, been doing with mine is I on like Sunday I weigh them that morning, and then that night I'll I, I assist feed a tail if they haven't taken off yet, like if they haven't eaten on their own. Yeah, and then come Wednesday or Thursday, I offer a pinky. If they don't take it, Sunday they get a tail, and we're basically gonna play that game until they they kick off. But I've got one because I tried feeding some last night. I had a, re- a repeat pinky eater last night, no hesitation. So that was nice. So I was like, sweet. The other two that did the same thing last week with the pinky, I was like, oh, these guys are gonna take. One of them grabbed it and then dropped it, and then I tried <sighs> to reintroduce it, and it was like then it became a runner. It was like, nope, I'm on to you. Bye. And the other two were just like back to basics of like, what is this? This isn't food. I'm not going to eat it. I'm going to take off out the tib. Like, yeah. so that's yeah, my course fr- of action now, and it's working just, out. Just frustrating. I it's good that you're getting stuff going though, and you've mm-hmm. got a a routine. Like I said, I just I got pretty frustrated with that. I, I mean, that's probably why I kind of limped into it. I just said I got so much else going on. I really need to like put some focus towards that. And yeah. And, yeah. I just probably, I, you know, I really know myself and I'm not ready to sit there and do all that. So this year, because I'm, I'm hungry for it, I've been listening to shows. I think Bill's show, he talked to you and I was like, I was getting pretty amped up again. I was like, all right, yeah. I want to I want to <laughs> try some stuff. So that was good. And, and uh, it's funny because Bill was, he could have mentioned me. I wasn't, not embarrassing. The person who ran the snake up Gary Shavino's was me. And I just ran it back to Gary Shavino's house. <laughs> so I, I took, it's a sickness Sid from I guess last year because I have mm-hmm. one from the original uh, from where the sickness came out of I have one of them also so I took this snake you know it was well established when Bill sent it to me I couldn't get it to do anything I couldn't even get it to strike so I took it to Gary <coughs> I, I literally drove away from Gary's house and he sent me a picture of it eating <laughs> <laughs> but it was as soon as he put it in the tub we're talking and the tub's open and it's coddle luring and I'm like it's never done that yeah, I've never hell? seen a day I, same kind of setup. I was like, you know, very aggravated. Gary got it going to the point where it looked like a whole different snake when I got it back. I get it home. It's doing the same thing. It's running even yeah. more now. So Ga- Gary came over. He's like, we're gonna. I'm gonna get this thing eaten for you at your house. So Gary came over. 
and we we both failed at it you know so he was like man that's weird because it was wrapping it it was doing the wrap thing and then dropping mm-hmm. it he said at this stage how it was eating for me it shouldn't be doing that anymore like it that's kind of the new stages it should yeah. be either taking it or not taking it so he's like see what you can do and i got it to wrap and, and start doing stuff but it never took one so i literally last week just ran it back to gary's i'm like give it back to me when it turns not red anymore mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what i mean like let's let's get it going rock solid Man, I've so, got a I've got a male the the male that I bred to the female, and when I first got him, I he's he's been a live mouse eater, like hardcore since I got him. Mm-hmm. But the last month or two, every time I offer that fool a frozen thawed, he grabs it no hesitation. Like it's so strange. Like I don't know what it is that that requires them to take time to figure this kind of crap out. But he's, he's a dad now. He just now yes. like he doesn't. <laughs> It's like he's been doing it the entire time. Yeah. He just, he eats frozen thawed, no problem. And I'm like, dude, hey. this would have been great if we could have done this two years hey, ago. The important part is he's doing it now. Definitely. Though. I mean, I'm yeah, not complaining. Yeah, Still, it's just like you yeah, got to wonder, like, don't. what the hell, like, hey. what switch flipped? Like, what I mean, what it's kind of it? how it was with my bread lie and her attitude. You know? Yeah. It's just like sometimes the switch just All flips, of a sudden, you know? One day his, she's, she's, she's a, a demon, and then the next day she's totally fine. Mm-hmm. Doesn't want anything to do yeah. with biting me, and just... It makes you like wonder though. You're like, yeah. are you buttering me up? Yeah, for something? Like, are you just like looking to like sneak attack me now? What are you or like, <laughs> have you just gotten way better at this? Or like that Amazon? Was like, yeah, man, oh my she's, gosh, dude. she's not that bad, man. She's fine. She just she doesn't actually strike. She just kind of looks like she's gonna and she checks you out, but she never strikes. And so Jake like held out his hand and she went right over to it, like cruised literally right up to just it, like and came just grabbed him right on the came palm. up to me like like <laughs> nothing was wrong. Didn't even strike. Just opened her mouth. and was like, wham, you know? Because oh, I was like, oh. She's just oh, checking you out, and then she's yeah, like, no, I it was like immediate. Was, I thought she, I didn't even move a muscle, man. She just came right up to my hand and just <laughs> nailed me. I was pissed. I was like, you gotta be she's kidding me, She's strange. Man. Like all that the was, other ones. That was they, weird, man. I've never had, I've never had. They'll well, continuously strike at me, but her, she just sits there and she like comes out and she stops and then she'll go back and she'll come out, like she'll come out and she'll stop and she'll go back, but she never strikes. She just sits there uh, yeah. and like she'll it's act weird. like she's not doing anything. She'll start cruising around, and I'm like, I know you're. You're thinking you're waiting, like you're playing yeah. me. She's a sneak, man. <laughs> she She's is a sneak. She's a <laughs> yeah, that's, they're, they're never fun that kind when they're when they're sneaky and odd. Yeah, dude, my I used to I used to work with a rosy boa. That the rosy boas are sneaky little mm-hmm. little things, man. Like king snakes, like they're cool and yeah. all. And then you look down, they're latched on your. Yeah, exactly. And... That's exactly what this thing did, man. I was holding it, and it's just like <coughs> it was going on my wrist. All of a sudden, it like put its nose down on my skin. I was like, "What are you doing?" And then she just grabbed me and wrapped around my wrist. I'm like, "What? What was the point of that?" And they're, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, this... that's weird. That's weird. I, I don't have any experience with like rosies or anything. I, I kept. I kept some hogners for a little while, and they did that. Like they're just yeah. cruising through your hand, and then they just decide I'm going to eat this part of your hand. Yeah, exactly. I own you. Yeah. Yeah, and then uh, I haven't had the experience yet, but Joe is over, and I let him. I have a pair of rhino rats, and they're you know they're they're, they're still pretty small, so he went to grab one. I was like, I'm weird with them because I'm a python guy. Mm-hmm. They haven't tried to bite me, but they're so fast. I'm always wondering what they're doing. And Joe's handling it, and it's like pushing into his arm he's like yeah it looks like it wants to bite but it's not and then seeing that was it's biting him and i'm like oh there it goes it's, uh, it's biting me you know it barely got him joe caught it real fast but i was like man i said i also haven't fed them in like two weeks so it's you know probably i need to feed them yeah but um yeah so far i've had pretty good luck with them but the way I'm, i've never been really much of a colubrid guy so 
the way Kalubras move compared to any python that yeah, I've been um, especially is so different. Short tails so and it's, yeah. yeah, yeah. Short tails are a pretty simple read. I mean, even if you can't tell, I mean, every they just freeze up when they're about to strike. Mm-hmm. Their eyes actually twitch, and you'll just see that little forked tongue like kind of hanging out, just sitting there. Yeah, it's like yeah, yeah and they just stiffen up, and then they and then they go. But usually they just want to. Uh, they do this flail thing like no other snake can, and and they. They try to flail away from you first, uh, usually before biting. In the cage or in the tub, they could be tub aggressive and strike. And once you get them up, they'll try to flail if they want to get away from you. And then you'll just notice that just the freeze. <laughs> and then you're like, all right, I gotta get, I gotta yeah, put it down. Here we go. Because they can turn around pretty good. I mean, mm-hmm. they they gotta. Uh... But their bites so far, every time I've been bitten, it's, I've never been bitten by like a huge one or a feed response. But their bites not too bad. It's they don't have. Uh... They, they they definitely seem more intimidating than they are so far, but I, like I said, I haven't been tagged by like a big one just ready mm-hmm. to go. I I tell you, man, I've I like Borneos. Yeah, I like Borneos a lot. We were like, like Borne- before like we that. we clicked before we started recording. Me and Jake were talking on this because we were looking at your the ones you're producing. I was like, I'm not super hip to how bloods and shorts and black tails. And I was like, how do you tell the difference other than like the color? <laughs> yeah, that's what, that's what I told him. I, I was, was like, like dude, I was like, they're it? just like. It's like they're just the the brown ones. Like they're they're different. Well, like well, I was, he was like, "How do you tell?" I was like, "I just know what a Borneo looks like." I'm like, "I don't know." <laughs> they're 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 all they're all a little different. They all um, obviously the color and right. the, the locality. But uh, so Borneos have smaller eggs and lay more than than red bloods do. Uh, okay. And then when you go Sumatran short tail, which are the black ones. Mm-hmm. When you go southern, southern Sumatran short tails, those are the dark black ones mm-hmm. the, or the chrome head black ones. Mm-hmm. They get to be regular size, like a blood or a Borneo, because people will say they're smaller. They're really not. I mean, they, they can be smaller than, than the other two. So they lay little eggs of a large amount, too. And then you have the northern Sumatrans, which are the pumpkin head Sumatrans, which kind of get confused with Borneo oh, sometimes. Okay. They stay small, like females are like three and a half foot they'll still get fat you know some can push four mm-hmm. and they'll lay big eggs of small hmm. clutches so and they're they're the most uncommon kept one they only there's no mutation except for the caramel albino that vpi originally produced um so i, I think that's why they kind of get left well the um the southern sumatrans have no mutations at all they're a sucker for an all-black mm-hmm. snake but like orange eyes people love that yeah. um I just got. I just started keeping them again. I got a pair. I got one from Eric. That's a female. He, Lon Dexler, produced it. It's still too small to produce, and I just got one off my buddy Frank Good. That's a baby. So eventually, I, I hope to produce them again. I, I only produced them once, and I got out of them. I just want to make more room. And now I'm starting to be at the point where I'm like, those are cool. It's a, it's another look, mm-hmm. but I, I don't get the hype like everyone else does. But like I said, I'm a Borneo guy. Everybody loves the Reds. So they look at me like I'm crazy. Like, why do you love Borneos? <laughs> no, dude, I, I, I gotta say, I gotta say, I'm on your side with that. I really like the Borneos. I, I, I do. Yeah. I, I think they're, I think they're awesome. Well, you're, you're a Poplin guy. Exactly. Poplin. That's exactly so how, like, how I look at it. I'm like, you know, the Borneos are kind of the, the Poplins of the uh, blood, of the yeah. blood world. And they're, they're much more untapped than everything else. And with Borneo, with Borneos, the genetics. They don't work like simple recessive or mm-hmm. incomplete oh, dominant. Really? They're just they're they're all over the place. Yeah, it, it's hmm. me and uh, Keith McPeak did a write up on um, the Blood Python group on Facebook and Kara posted. I can copy and write it. We did a thing on the mutations that we work with, 
But the way they pass their genetics are crazy. I mean, it makes it the most fun because you can literally breed two snakes with really nice genetics and get, I don't know, everything looks different. You get doubles of the parents. You get stuff that looks like both the parents mixed Mm -hmm. together. You get something you had no idea that was going to come out. I'm not kidding. You get like seven different color shades and everything. Mm -hmm. And it's all over the place. The thing that sucks is when someone really wants to get into it, they're excited. And then they ask about the genetics. And you talk, and it looks like their head's going to explode. <laughs> like, I'm either lying, I don't know anything what I'm talking about, or they're just, they tap it down. If it's, if it's not like I can't breed snake to A, snake A to snake B and get C, I don't I don't want to chance it. You know what I mean? Even if These it's aren't ball like, pythons. I don't, I don't want to do it. These yeah, are that, simple what morphs. What is this? I can't com- I can't combine five co-dominant <laughs> yeah, mutations where's the five with genes? these. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, uh, that's what I, I said. I, I, was, I was joking with Eric and I think Josh. Like, I got a bone to pick with you guys. The one the one episode I was listening to, you was like, oh, blood pythons are like ball pythons. Now, I couldn't tell what you meant. It was like, <laughs> they're simple or the way the mutations are working and everyone's going over to blood pythons. Because I agree with you. I love blood. I'm getting more and more into just doing reds and red stripes. I do have all the genetics. I have T-positive and GoldenEye and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And I do love it. But more and more... I walked around Daytona this year, and every ball guy had at least a, a tear full or, or a, a slot full of GoldenEye Red Bloods, Albino mm-hmm. Red Bloods, Batik mm-hmm. Red Bloods. And I'm like, I, I'm, I'm, like I said, every episode I get on something, I, I, I always say I'm not trying to talk shit on ball python guys. I know lots of them that are awesome. I, I still have ball pythons. I think they're awesome. I only have like eight or nine ball pythons <laughs> left, and I haven't produced them in years. But, I mean, they, they are cool. The people – there's just certain people that make it bad, but mm-hmm. it's not really appealing to me to see them all over ball python people's table and people getting them. I think it's kind of a disaster waiting to happen because if you're like a straight-up ball guy, and I'm not saying the bigger breeders, they kind of know what to expect, and, and they might get out of it because when, when a red blood gets really pissed off and just has had it with you, I mean, that's a whole different – I don't care what ball python you've experienced, the nastiest one. <laughs> A medium pissed off blood python is a whole like I mean you're just gonna shut the tub or the cage. hell half no fury yeah you're, you're you're gonna pick up the whole thing and get rid of it if you're just like a straight up I have twelve ball pythons and I don't know what this thing's doing mm-hmm. it, they're gonna scare somebody you know Dude, they're 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 different you man. had one that I had, was like I had cranky, one right? that was like a, he was a pretty beefy male he was a good size and yeah he. He was mad pretty much all the I time. I had a little one at one point. He, he wanted blood no yeah. matter what, man. <laughs> I, I knew how to handle him. He ended up biting my roommate once because he messed with him when I told him not to. Um, so there was that because I was still working with my roommate on handling snakes and he said he wanted to pull it, pull him out while I was gone. And I was like, no, don't do that. And then he sends me a bloody arm picture and I was like, you cool. Uh. So, but yeah. He was was something else. (laughs) I had a little one for a little while, and it was cool, but the most frustrating thing was, like, I could never tell what the gears that were turning were thinking about doing. (laughs) They're so unpredictable. I could see the eyes moving, but I was like, I don't know if it's just trying to figure out what I am or if it's going to... Because it was like a freaking jack-in-the-box, man. The eye twitch, man. Every time it would strike at me, it would scare the crap out of me, and I'd jump because I wasn't expecting it. And it's just like every time... They're little little springs, man. And like, you know, Matt, Matt, when you said the the eye twitch thing, I knew exactly what you were talking about when you said that. I was like, oh my gosh. I've seen... Yeah, they're like... They're like loaded springs. And and, uh, that's the reason I really think that they're a rack or a tub snake because... 
even a nice one in a rack, when, when you open the rack, if you stand over it too long, it starts to get nervous. You see it kind of mm-hmm. freeze up and then you got to really get behind it and it might jump or, or twitch a little bit. Mm-hmm. So when you got to dive into a cage after it, you're just setting yourself up for disaster. Like I, um, I was just talking about it on NPR. I know people do it and they have success with it. I've never even kept any in a cage. But I imagine if you got a nervous blood and you keep it in a cage, it's just it's really going to be tough mm-hmm. <laughs> to get it out yeah. because they're not really made for the hook. I mean, some you can hook, most you can. More like a they're spatula. Just, so you're basically, they're so big, you know, man. It, you're going to hurt them, <laughs> you know. And, and they're short, and they straighten yeah. themselves out. They don't want to be on that hook. They're getting no. off the hook. So mm-hmm. um, they really are. I mean, if they're really nasty, they're a glove up to your elbow snake if you've got to get in there yeah. and you don't want to get bitter or or just really piss it off i mean i got tail slapped by them and felt Jeez. like i had a black eye because i was like putting it high up <laughs> no! in the rack, and it decided to <laughs> twist and like spin its tail and it's like slap in the face oh. i've never taken like a hard iguana tail slap but i gotta imagine it feels somewhat similar so I, it, it was bitch slapped by a blood on the uh on the yeah. life accomplishments <laughs> that's crazy man but but to get back on track, so I do agree with you guys that at least red bloods, I, I don't think they'll ever fully go near the the way ball no, pythons no, or like no. BCI Bellamorphs go. No. no, nothing will. But it is becoming. I mean, more and more you'll see, you know, full ball python guys, full BCI Bellamorph guys, at least have a handful of bloods they're playing with, right. and they're definitely moving. You know, the the more the I love golden eyes. I love, uh, I'm, I'm going to probably produce magpies this year, which is, you know, the super form of a golden eye. Mm-hmm. But I mean, that's like crack to them ball. I mean, it's an all white blood python with black spots. So. <laughs> and, and the biggest fear is, see, I was total opposite. Most of the blood community got so excited because there was a pied blood. And it's still supposedly out there. I think it's in Florida. It would be about the time you start seeing it pop up. Whoever got it, I heard, wants to make visuals before they release it. It's a huge breeder, you know, that already has a ton of blood stuff in mm-hmm. Florida. Um, basically, I heard it's cryptic creations. I don't think that's much of a secret anymore. Everybody's kind of said it. But, I mean, nothing's nothing's come out. Um, everyone's like, oh, man, it's going to be awesome. Imagine it in T-positive and T-negative. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, my God. This is the beginning of the end. It's, it's going to be called just <laughs> – you're just going to hear investment, investment, investment. You're going to see – some. You know, how, how you're much just is gonna, it? What's it going to go for? What's it worth? Exactly. Yeah. You're not really going to see a true blood or short tail breeder with the first ones. They're going to be so much money. Ball Python guys are going to buy it up, and they're going to be the first ones to produce it. And it's like I said, as cool as it will look, it's it's a nightmare to me that it's going to come out because it's really going to open the floodgates to make it this real mainstream snake. And I just don't think they're as simple as being as mainstream as people want them to be. Like, don't get me wrong. There's puppy dog ones and. and Really good ones, but I do think it's just going to be a lot of people buy it on an impulse because it looks really cool. It's going to have one bad day because they can. They can, You can literally have it for four years, and, and it's great. And then all of a sudden it turns into this nasty snake that never changes back into a nice snake again. And I just see them be, be like their favorite snake and just going, I got to get rid of it. I don't want anything to do with these things if that's how they act. I believe the term so, I gave them before we started was gaboon pythons. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> gaboon pythons, yeah. Yeah. People people say that if you want to learn how to work with kaboons, they they take like nasty blood pythons and mm-hmm. and practice on them. I don't know how true how much I, I uh, can see the parallels as far yeah. as like uh, just body type. Like, but mean, like that, but like hunting very, too, because kaboons do the same yeah, thing. They, like I mean, when there's food around, those eyes start going crazy. Weight, you know? 
and you can tell the gears are turning and they're going to do something. And when they move, they move. Ambush. Yeah, they're very similar. And Ambush obviously, I, I, if I could have Venomous, I would definitely want Baboon. So that just, you know, I'm that short, fat snake kind of guy. So that would be right up my alley. <laughs> and ironically, too, I hear a lot of Chondro guys compare Bloods to those, to Green Trees, in terms of care, where it's like they do best mm-hmm. if you just ignore them. Like, you don't feed them often. You don't... Yeah, uh, and they don't... And they also don't go to the bathroom a lot, just yeah. like the condor sometimes will. So yeah, it was weird when I got my first green tree, and then I got a couple more. I'm like, wow, you would never think that I would compare them to like Borneos and, mm-hmm. and other short tails because they're so different. But I mean, besides perching on a stick, I mean, they're they're kind of similar yeah. in the yeah. way they act. So it's it's weird. And like like we were saying with the baby, sometimes it's crazy how hard it is to get a green tree baby started because. Once they're established, I can't go in my room where they're all just not hunting and yeah. wave your hand by it. They strike. I mean, they would eat three times a night if I gave it to yeah. them. And short tails, they're not as hard. They're obviously not nearly tough to get started like a green tree is. But, I mean, once they're established, I, I don't. I usually feed on Saturday. Sometimes I'll take a week, even two weeks off, and then feed heavy, you know, in the third week. It don't matter. Friday and Saturday, they're all at the front of the tub. If I walk by at night, they're just popping the tubs, and they're – they're ready to eat. If I open it, I got to open it with a hook because they're just shooting out and you got to like break that feeding response mm-hmm. and then they usually calm down. But <laughs> when they're not calm, I mean, it's, it can get pretty crazy. So what is it about Borneos in particular that, that makes you have so many and enjoy them so much? Um, like what's the, I, what was I the initial think, draw? What's the appeal? The initial yeah. draw was, so, so I, I, I was young. I was 18. And I, I was able to buy my first house with my girlfriend who's now my wife. And uh, I lived with my uncle and aunt and my cousin for a while. And, and that's why I, one of the reasons I had to get rid of snakes, my mm-hmm. aunt was not having me have snakes in the house. So the minute I got in my house, I'm like, I'm getting snakes again. You know, and I had ball pythons. I had boas. I had various lizards. So I, I immediately went to the pet store, got a ball python. I'm starting to look at boas online because I used to kind of work at a pet store when I was a kid. I can remember flipping through reptile magazines and seeing different kinds of pythons and boas I want. And I'm going, I was allowed to have a boa. I was like, there was, my mom wouldn't let me have like a berm or a retic, even though I didn't, I didn't really want one back then, but she wouldn't let me have me, me have one back in my old house. So let me look online and see what I like. And I I ended up on pro exotics day because I remembered that site. They had cool ads and reptile magazines. And I saw blood pythons first. I was like, man, look at the way that body looks. The head portion compared to the center of the body was like so freakish to me. Mm -hmm. And then I clicked on Borneo short tails because I just said, that sounds weird. And it was basically the same thing as a red blood, except the heads were yellow opposed to the black color of the he- uh, red bloods. Mm-hmm. Red bloods on their site were gray and, and black. That was the only thing I didn't like about the red bloods off first appearance. The Borneos all had cream and orange and, and like tan heads, and, and that made me just fall in love with them. The, the body shape along with the head color. And and uh, on Pro Exotic site back then, they didn't have too much... They had like kind of like a granity marble looking one, but everything else was normal. They didn't have the super stripes or anything wild looking. And then I went on the VPI site after that, following Borneo short tails down a rabbit hole and saw stripes and like any snake that's striped, I'm pretty much a sucker for like at most of my collection of anything is stripes. So uh, I was like wrapped after that mm-hmm. and just started building, you know, I just started going to shows and buying online Back then, it was it was way tougher <laughs> to yeah. get online. You know, it's like yeah. Delta Dash and snakes. You know, for it was it was kind of crazy. I mean, people just secretly DHS snakes or UPS them without you know them knowing. So Jeez. it was it was all different back then. Dang, that's nuts. 
Yeah. But that was yeah, that was the initial thing. I just uh, that that just that had me going. And when I got them, they were really a tough species. Like I I struggled with them because I was keeping them in tanks. So I was nonstop getting respiratory infections. And I thought I was like above it. I'm like, I'm going to cover half the screen. I'm going to make sure I miss that I'm reading and I'm researching. But I'm just, you know, it's too wet, too cold, too hot with a light bulb on it. Because I really want to keep in tanks. I didn't even really know about racks when I started keeping them. I bought my first rack from Animal Plastics and that solved everything. I was like, holy shit, no more respiratory infections. (laughs) I can't tell you how much money I spent in vet bills for like the first 10 I had in treating our eyes and, and losing them because I was trying to keep them in tanks mm-hmm. and the, the rack was the way to go. So that's probably another reason why like I'm a true rack guy when it comes to them is because it's like, I immediately put them in there in the same temperature room and everything. And it was like the security, I guess the humidity and yeah. the, you know, no light bulb shining on them, drying them out, mm-hmm. sporadic humidity, all that stuff. So it just solved everything. I think that limiting the the amount of stress, whether it be visual or or anything like that, actually has a big part in that kind of thing. Oh, for sure, for sure. With them, they don't want to be seen. They just, if I feel kind of bad because I don't keep them in bedding, because I would love to, but bedding's a nightmare. That the, mm-hmm. the my adults get a big tote box full of uh, cocoa chip. Now I used to do cypress mulch back in the day. I actually took a break for years. I was just using paper, and I, I was like, let me go back to um something they can burrow down into and they love it and anytime i had trouble feeders back in the day if they were a baby or like in a 15 quart tub i would fill it with sphagnum moss you couldn't see them anymore they would just keep their snout out like they were ambush mm-hmm. ambushing you know prey and i'm like man they, they want to be kept that way so bad i mean they do great on paper it's just so much easier because it's kind of like sand boas like sand boas don't do great on paper a lot of people keep them that way and don't have issues but in my experience they need like if they don't have that that burrowing ability like they don't they're just they're pain in the ass they don't yeah eat. well the, yeah luckily short tails aren't that way but when you do give them something i mean they use it and it's just the cost and uh, like i said i was trying it for a while and i was able to get cypress mulch in my old house cheap mm-hmm. and it was just like dropping it i work in my bare feet i had to remember to put shoes on. i was like you know i was being a bitch about it but it was becoming <laughs> a pain in the ass because you can't spot clean for them once they pee they won't poop a lot but once they pee the mulch is swimming now like it's floating mm-hmm. mulch and so oh, it, it just became it, it was like swimming in yeah it, I mean, they they pee a lot when they go so it's uh it's just easier that way and then once they reach adulthood or, or sub-adulthood they usually get a box full of something they can burrow down into and you can see them they, they love the box even without the mulch they like to be hidden more mm-hmm. but they'll come in and out even if it's not dirty so it's not like it's a necessity they, they have to have it or that's all they'll do mm-hmm. but um yeah in a perfect world i would definitely love to just do a bunch of sphagnum moss and let them burrow down into it but it would cost ridiculous amounts of money mm-hmm. so what size um what size tubs do you keep your adults in so my adults now, my old school ones that I used to grow to like max capacity and like, uh, you know, not like blowing them up like sausages, right. but I used to grow them as, you know, pretty big, pretty fast. Um, they're all in, they're all in the, um, uh, the vision boa tubs. They're the 40 by 30 by nine inches. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're, I use an ARS rack with them. Mm-hmm. And recently I just started, I 
got a rack built where they are in uh i use fb90 tubs which they're 33 by 27 yeah that was the, that's, the, that's the tub i was gonna ask if you if you use that one because uh, that's what yeah uh, yeah that's a great size i used to have the ars one with the clear window insert mm. and they're real plasticky but for some mm. reason i guess that was like a cage them everything i put in there that was even remotely like nice or calm anytime you walk by or open the tub it'd be like a ton of you know they would just thud around and kind of get thrashy so i moved back to the 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 fb90 tub is like just like any kind of other sterilite tub and they kind of went back to normal (laughs) with with the regular tub and it's a black rack now as opposed to like an open side uh you know silver rack or whatever the irs tub is so they're a lot better now but um yeah both of them work well and i grow so slow anymore that i'm i'm really some years I'm getting a female to produce in 41 quart racks for like two years. Mm-hmm. She's producing with no problem. Mm-hmm. The only issue with doing 41 quarts is if the female's uncomfortable with the male, they got nowhere to run. Yeah. So then right. I kind of got to either ax that breeding or bump the female up to a bigger tub right before breeding season, which is just usually stress. So I kind of just right. cut the breeding out for the year. I just hmm. cut my losses there. I'm like, next year I'll put you up because you're too nervous to be in there with a male. You know, I could see the towel wagon or they're just pushing themselves in the corner. And either way, I'm going to get a stressed out snake. That's going to end up with an RI or just all, you know, pissed mm-hmm. off. But I mean, they're not active snakes. Like the one I kept, no, I know it was not an active snake. So, I, I mean, I'm assuming you don't keep them in like oversized to like you're keeping them in, I guess what I would assume would be actually a size down from what you would normally put like a carpet in or something for that same yeah. size or age. Yeah. The other, the other thing is, and, and this is the thing that, like, you know, with, with the pet tubers and everybody wanting to go max size now and everybody fighting racks. Not everybody, but, you know, it mm-hmm. seems like more and more racks are taking heat. Mm-hmm. But these snakes like to be, they like their to be tight. They like their, bo- their body to touch all the sides of the tub, whether that's a high box in, in a bigger tub or not. Um, I always tell people, uh, you know, I'll get a phone call, someone that buys it off me, and they're moving their hatchling from a six quart to a 15 quart because they think it's time and they're like, it looks like it's too big for the six quart and it's striking and it won't eat anymore. And it used to be good. And like move it back down to the six quart for a couple of weeks. And it goes right back to normal. It starts eating for them again. And mm-hmm. then they can move it up to the 15 quart. I said, even when you think it's time, still probably keep them down for a little while because mm-hmm. they just seem to stress out. I don't know what it is. The, the yeah. balance to that is the balance to that is like, so when you have a bigger snake in, in a smaller tub, the way they go to the bathroom is you got to catch that bathroom a lot. So if you're not home a lot, you got to have it in a bigger tub. Because, yeah, just sitting in, sitting in all that urine, they're, they're, mm-hmm. obviously they don't like it. They're not a sloppy snake, believe it or not. Like They'll they'll do a balancing act on their water bowl. Every once in a while, I do see some with urates on their head, and I go, how the hell do you got urates on your head? I don't understand that. Like, they smash through it. He's trying to go But that seems it. to be pretty – yeah, that seems to be pretty rare. Like, retics, yes, they have shit on their head. They have urates on their head. I, I don't understand what they do. Because I have them too. They shit mm-hmm. on their ceiling somehow. <laughs> They're just crazy. I don't understand it. But, but blood seem to keep it a little bit neater once they go to the bedroom. They're going to be in the spot that's not wet or all shooting up. So. Yeah, that's, I mean, colubrids. It's like, how did that end up there? Like, how yeah, did you do that? Oh, that's pretty much what a retic is a giant colubrid, I think. Yeah, <laughs> just... that's actually pretty accurate, I think. Just based yeah, on, based on I, how they I love move. them. I love the looks of them. I've actually been on a retic like I'm locked onto retic pages right now because I know I have five retics and I'm going to now be on the four. Um, but I want to change my whole project, all my projects up on it. <laughs> like I got whole 
all new ideas and all new looks for what I want to keep. Mm. So there's like a couple things that I'll, I'm going to breed these next year and see what I want to keep from, from holdbacks. But I, I can't keep a lot of retics and I don't want to. But yeah, I got all these ideas. So I've been like nonstop staring at retics lately. And I'm, I, I'm questioning myself, like, what does it matter with me? I, I kind of wanted to, my idea was to move out of retics to just have two. Mm-hmm. And now I'm like looking, going, can I put a cage in another cage? Because I think I want <laughs> five or six now. So I, I don't know what's wrong with me. <laughs> I've always wanted I've always wanted one, but that's just that's more snake than I particularly wanna wanna deal with. I want super dwarfs. Yeah. I want Yeah, I want, super dwarfs are cool. I want super dwarfs. I'm with you, Jake. I think I'm gonna move to that eventually. Like I want I used to years ago I was trying to focus on the dwarf super dwarf thing, mm-hmm. um, with localities mixed in. Mm-hmm. But everything was a face smasher and I was like frustrated with everything and I, I moved from that and just went all mainland pretty much. Mm-hmm. And um it, I, I, I want to go back there, but I also didn't appreciate the smaller stuff because I didn't have anything bigger. I think it mm-hmm. takes a really big retick for me, at least, to appreciate the smaller ones. You just having a smaller retick, it's really cool, but it just seems like a smaller snake. When you have yeah. a big one there, and then you have the right. small one, you're like, wow, this is like five years old. That's five years old. It's triple that size. Mm-hmm. Right. That's, that's crazy to me. It, so that's I want to keep like one or two mainlands, and I want to move into some dwarf stuff. I I, the reason I say you know the super dwarfs because you know the reason I want retakes is just because of how they are as a as a species you know I just think they're cool I think they're intelligent and you know I think they you know they're they don't act like a lot of snakes I think they're interesting mm-hmm. but you know I'm not you know me personally I'm not prepared to you know house a mainland but you know actually you know I saw this somewhere else and I might actually steal it somebody was talking about turning a uh, a shipping container into a big big enclosure and i was like yeah some, that could that I, could actually be really cool if you could set something up for a big retake like seal that it somehow and, yeah, and, yeah. That, and have that natural sunlight been, come through or something that that cool might have been garrett hartle he was talking about that i don't know if he got that idea i think yeah, <laughs> i think else, it was yeah, he was he i, I he saw was i saw a about, comment that he made on something about talking about making one like that yeah, like making a shipping a giant mm. shipping container look like actual cage, right? <laughs> With like sliding doors and right. everything. I, think. <laughs> I, I hope I didn't put something out there that he didn't want me to. But he was saying something like that that would be cool. Um, but yeah, I, I do like sweet. them. And what's cool about retix, and I imagine you guys are more into that than other stuff. Like I like mutations, and I'm weird because I like the the obviously the wild type pattern. Mm-hmm. I love the colors of the of them too, like all the super dwarf stuff that's just natural with the pattern and the color, but I do like, uh, I'm a sucker for the mocha gene and the mochino. The gene. mochas are mocha. smoking hot, man. Yeah. And that's, oh that's where I'm God. trying to go. I, I want so a mocha. Fe- yeah. I want a mocha female. Cause I think just straight up, no mutation in it. And it, I guess it's kind of a natural, um, occurring look too, because I'm, I like genetic stripes and that was a natural occurring look from, mm-hmm. I forget what Island, like that's just how they were coming out of there. It wasn't a mutate. I mean, it was a mutation, but it wasn't like that's how they were were seeing all yeah. them snakes from that area come out. Um, I believe I might be butchering that, so hope no retic guys are like shut up. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I want to basically I want the 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 regular wild types of them, and then I want to put mocha or make the mochino into them, and I could be happy with that. I believe mm-hmm. just staring at them and and creating off of that and making them every so often. So yeah, that should be fun for sure. So that's another project we. We went way off that. I keep retics as well. <laughs> <laughs> that's all right. That's that's what the show's about, man. We go yeah, on, we don't go on tangents. It's a conversation. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then uh, another big snake 
I guess I'm I'm looking forward to getting bigger is uh, I got a pair of Sri Lankan pythons too. Ooh. Which yeah, that was a lot of fun uh, trying to. I've been I've loved that uh, that species for a long time. Looking mm-hmm. at them in books, so over berms and over rock pythons. All right. And um, Eric also did. So I was like, Eric, when he was accomplishing his every python species, I'm like, I'm going to constantly look for Pimbora so he gets these things and then I can play with them. Uh-huh. And I found him uh, a tame male on fauna, and he jumped on it. And as soon as he got it, I came over and I was checking it out. And I'm like, I went home that day and just started searching some down, and I found a pair. <laughs> well, what separates him. them as far as like from berms? Like, are they behaviorally different? Behaviorally? Uh, they're, well, they're they're smaller. Okay. Um, there's they got a, it's it's a similar pattern but different. Their their um, eye bands are real wide. Right. They get like mm-hmm. pink and orange. I mean, when they get to be an adult, their head just like like a rainbow. How much how um, much smaller are they compared to berms? Um, from what I from what I'm told by the couple people that breed them, uh, females are like nine, ten, eleven feet tops. Oh, that's not uh, bad. pretty much. No, that's not yeah, bad and then males are like seven. No, so not, not bad. too bad. And they're a really clean snake. Like I've I've mine are. Mine are probably in the five foot range now. Nice. I mean, they it's either if they go to the bathroom, it's in a corner, and it's like just that corner's dirty. The rest of it's clean. <laughs> they're very like clean, neat snakes. They're they definitely, uh, yeah, they're not a big fan of me, especially the male. <laughs> they're, they're, they're not, they're not totally insane, but um, if they get a shot at me, they they take it. So yeah. they don't appreciate been, what you do for them. That's no. No, and, and I'm told they're, they're going to calm down with size. Everybody said that's how they're starting out, too, and most of them calm down pretty nice. But they definitely – I see the one guy who I got him from, he handles his adults, and he he shows no fear, and he says they don't strike. But, I mean, they huff and puff, and they move pretty mm-hmm. fast. I mean, they kind of always give you the impression they're ready to go, but yeah. that just might be them. I don't know. They they He, he seems real comfortable with them. They're more annoyed so with we'll you than anything happens. else. Yeah, because I, I would like to have that to bring out once in a while, or at least when I got to go in and clean them as adults, mm-hmm. not have to go in like ready for war. It would be nice to just you know get them out of there. And... That's how I feel about my uh, my scrub python. Uh, he, yeah, I, I was gonna I was I, gonna say you're gonna feel that way when they get big. <laughs> yeah, he's uh he started pretty okay, like as far as handling goes, and then he got bigger, and I put him in a little bigger of an enclosure and made it you know kind of more more naturalistic it was taller and you know a lot, i made, made a lot of perching options and i don't know what it was but i think he got confident and he's like oh now he's I got now you, he means businessman yeah. he can't i can't go <laughs> near him without him wanting a piece of me and yeah i'm, I'm worried he's, about when he gets he's big. dialed in when he gets big man i'm like that's gonna oh, be fun man <laughs> yeah. i don't know why that's no. gonna be a blast yeah we'll see it's uh yeah that that's a snake that I'm, I'm. I really love that people are getting into, but I, I just got to do my best to not get any of them. <laughs> just appreciate them from other people's collections. Yeah, appreciate from a, afar. That's why I yeah, let Jake a, do them. Because if any time I yeah. want to get a scrub fix, I'll just go mess with his. Yeah, that's that's really smart, and that's I don't need any carpets. I I, I realize that because Eric's twenty minutes away, and Owen's only like yeah. an hour and fifteen minutes away. Yeah. I'm I'm fine. I can go get my fix. And that's why I more than I could ever get. That's how I feel about conjures. Everybody yeah. asks me, "Why aren't you getting conjures? Why don't you have any green tree like, pythons?" Why? I'm like, "Cause Justin does." <laughs> I'm like, I don't. Why would I get them? Like he, that's his thing. Like I, I might have one to keep uh, as a personal, you know, conjure. But 
that's gonna be it. Yeah. You know? I mean, if you, if you ha- if you would like love the species, you can't not have it. Even if you have your neighbor have them, you gotta right. be able to right. interact with one. But that's the thing. Like, I I do appreciate carpets more than ever. Meeting uh, Eric and Owen, I never I never not didn't like them. I mean, I never didn't like them, mm-hmm. but I didn't appreciate them as much until I mm-hmm. went over and saw their collections. It was like. I was confused on locality and, and mixing, you know, mm-hmm. and Eric kind of schooled me. I was like, holy shit. It just was crazy because the first things I started liking, which Eric was like, that's crazy. You like them was the, the IJs at the time. Yeah. And then the second favorite was all the crazy mutt stuff like diamond jungle mm-hmm. jags. And I was like, that stuff's so bright. And I was like, but I don't want, I don't want that stuff. I don't want mutts. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. But, um, dude, the, uh, the IJs, man, pop ones. Those are, it's my it's my shit yeah, it, yeah I'm, that's awesome you work with them because i do feel like you know like i said i, I i'm also kind of uh exposed to eric and, and his uh yeah. dreams and talking it's like it's so untapped I, and it seems like they have so much potential oh yeah man there's... that they're gonna they're gonna explode eventually yeah that's definitely that's i mean yeah, you I, do I, have rough I, scales though I so people, you, i mean you but... do like you're kind of having yeah. toe dipped in that pool I do. They they seem so different to me. It's funny because I know if I saw rough scales in someone's collection didn't have them, I'd be like, oh, it looks like a carpet. To yeah. me, they don't even remind me that they're much a of a rock chondro. What I know, that's yeah, what they call but, them. They call them rock chondros because yeah. they're yeah. But people come over and like, oh, it looks like a carpet. I'm like, no, it's not. It's like not that. A and I don't, I'm not no. offended by it, but I'm like, it's not a freaking carpet. No. But I, I guess I shouldn't get mad because I can see. Yeah, that's a. That's a species. I'm glad that there's not like a lot of looks because you can just have. I just have a pair. I could use. Mm-hmm. I could I could live with a trio forever, you know. I, Owen loves them, so I guess if it was my like favorite species, I would want more. He's like, oh, I want ten. <laughs> like I don't know why you want ten. Yeah. You're looking I mean, at ten I'll of the same thing. One. But... I, I just want, yeah, they, dude. I want some. I want, want rough, some bad. I want rough scales bad, dude. dude That's uh, <laughs> you won't be disappointed. They're such a cool species. I mean, the the way that like I, I always say, the two things I handle the most are the rough scales and Sanzinia. They just both look really cool. Um, they just seem really calm. The, the, the way they interact and you just have them out for like 30 minutes. I hand, I just started handing the rough scout on my daughter. Like she held it. Um, I just felt comfortable enough. I like, they, they've never made a move at me, but I'm just like, man, they got big teeth. Yeah, they do. <laughs> you know what I mean? My daughter's four. And if this thing took a, you know, nailed her in the mm-hmm. arm, she would be really upset. I don't want her to get scared off. But I mean, I bring out all three of my Sanzinia while she's on the couch and just pile the Sanzinia on her and she just cracks up. Like they just, they show no threat of anything. I mean, I can break their food response at night, pull them out if I have to. I, I won't hand them to her at night, but I mean, mm-hmm. it's just crazy how nice they are. But they're they're also like a lot of fun. The Sanzinia Sanzini are definitely a species that has piqued my my interest recently. The, <laughs> they're really cool. They, well, what were you saying? I couldn't hear you. I said the uh, the Sanzinia are uh, are a species that has really uh, intrigued me as of recently. I think they uh, they seem like a really they're really making cool a comeback. Species. Yeah, they they just look cool, yeah. man. Yeah, they it felt like like I knew about them somewhat, but overnight I like fell in love with them too. Yeah, and found one on fauna that was like old and took a shot, and the guy was like. I actually still have that animal, and I bought that up. It was a male, an older male. And then the next week, I didn't go to Hamburg, the Hamburg show, and Owen did, and I get, like, a text waking me up, look, and it was a pair of them. I'm like, get them for me now. Like, get them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Buy them. And <laughs> so, like, within 
I, I get lucky that way. Like within three weeks of like liking them, I had three and people been looking for them forever. And then, so that, they're the Mandarin phase, which are the mm-hmm. less desired uh-huh. phase when people like them. And then I got lucky and got a pair of greens, oh, wow. which are really tough to find. And I keep them. Keith McPeak has them. He's going to take care of them and breed them just because Keith really loved them. And he's the one that showed me the greens. It was like, man, I want them so bad. So he's a really good friend. He's basically like family. I'm like, you can, raise them up and he used to breed them back in the day and i have no doubts he's going to breed them and it's just that'll be fun because mm-hmm. people really want the greens a lot so yeah. definitely that's awesome personally i do love the greens i think the mandarins are really cool too i don't know why it's so it seems like people sweat on the greens so much harder than the mandarins but i i think i think the mandarins are right up there with them maybe it's just me i don't know i, I, guess I like the mandarins people. too Honestly, I, yeah. I, I, I almost prefer them, but, and it's maybe because I got chondros and they're green, they're green <laughs> blows away the, you know, same every green ever. Yeah. All, all of yeah, the I mean, yeah. It, I mean, not that Sanzinia greens aren't amazing, but I just say when you're staring at chondros all the time, it's like that, it definitely like blows away that green. Yeah. It's hard, so, it's hard to compare the, the two. It's <laughs> Yeah. For sure. But yes, rough scales. You definitely need to get them, and oh, hopefully, man. I'll breed them next year. And hopefully, Owen breeds them this year, and uh, you get your, you get you get your hands on some because they're a lot of fun. Godspeed on the babies. Well, yeah, I hope so. Just, just and I hope it's not the time. Yeah, that's good. When do you? So you plan on pairing yours up next season or next year? Uh, no, I can't. I definitely can't. Uh, this year, probably yeah, the next. 2021. Yeah. Um, or 2020 fall. Probably okay, I can do it, but okay. Owen should be able to do it this year, hopefully. So we'll see what happens with that. Yeah. My, my male, I bought my female <laughs> first and I got my male a year later. So my female's getting there mm-hmm. and we'll probably have the size, the, the age this year, but the male won't be ready. So I'm not, I'm not in a rush. But I, I am excited to try to, you know, mess with them and, and see what happens. Sure. Cool. Yeah, that's a species yeah. that's been on. They, I've loved rough scales for a long time, you know. And at first, it kind of just seemed like one of those things that, like, oh, hopefully one day one I can day I maybe can have one. Take out a new mortgage you know, on my house yeah. and get and then some. Now, <laughs> and then now, you know, several years later, you know, more and more people are starting to work with them. They're starting to become more popular. And it's like, wow, maybe Slowly, maybe surely. this could actually be a thing in a couple of years, you know. Because that, that's, that's been a bucket list species of mine for quite a while. Yeah, I mean, you definitely be pretty available because bill also bill steagle should be Mm -hmm. breeding some this season i know we tried i don't think he had any Mm -hmm. and i got mine from david d and i think everybody else did too so sorry um yeah but he usually has them and uh casey lasik usually has them Mm -hmm. um so they're out there but they still are pretty i mean i think they're a little over two for a pair so that's still pretty pricey yeah yeah but I mean, they'll, they'll start they'll start coming down a little bit, I believe, and they're not yeah, gonna in a you couple know, drop years, down to like they'll be they'll still yeah, be fifteen hundred pair. Yeah, yeah. they'll drop a little bit, but and you know, part of me is almost like I I don't want them to drop a whole lot, you know, because no, I hate, I hate yeah, when I see you know you know value you know stuff that not not that it's all about the money, you know, not not like in that way, but you know what I mean? Like I hate when I see something that's you know, going, going well. And then it just drops off. Like, you know, people can't move them fast enough type of deal. And yeah, I, I just don't want to see that never, happen. 
Yeah, that's never fun. It's always disappointing. And I don't I don't think you'll see that with them because no, definitely as not. popular as they seem, it's just popular in a circle of like a hundred of us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, that's yeah. what keeps they're that's popular, what will keep that market afloat. They're is like popular the supply in, and the demand is yeah, gonna match up perfectly yeah. because I mean they're they're popular in our world, you know, like this this side of, of the hobby, but mm-hmm. You know, so because and that's why they're more popular to us now because we've kind of morphed into that that side that sector, you know, and um, yeah, but you're always going to have the groups like you're going to have the guys that like have no interest in colubrids, but they've got uh, what um, balls or carpets and there's going to be the guys that have all the interest in colubrids and no interest in any other stuff and and the weirdos that feel like they have to keep everything. <laughs> the weirdos, huh? No. Yeah. The ones who can't stay focused on one project. <laughs> AKA me. Oh, you. Oh, they just keep on trading projects off like they're all in one one month they're uh, Yeah, there's those they're ones too. Guy. The next month they're a monitor guy, the yeah. next month they're like Carter Snake guy. Yeah. They're, <laughs> they're busy trying to find themselves. Yeah, that that's a rough that's a rough area when people do that. They I don't get me wrong, I've picked up projects where quickly was like, yeah, I'm not into this snake, you know, that 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 happens, yeah. but when you when you totally revamp everything, Deja your, vu. Uh, your whole yeah, their whole focus. Oh, why would you, is it one of you guys did that? That really actually that actually happened with me uh with that with blood pythons actually. <laughs> Uh, I would look. Oh man, you were almost you were almost one of us. Yeah, man. no, I did. I took it. I he felt, was so pumped. I fell for bloods pretty hard for a pretty short time, and it just oh, it man. wasn't. I wish we, we would have had you. I I want to. You're young. I still I still want to. I want Borneos. I'm not gonna lie. Like I've wanted Borneos for a while. I think they're more my speed. My prop. Yeah, but the only the, only re- the main reason I. I got out of them is because um, I didn't really have the space to have them on like a separate heating, you know, yeah, uh, from I, my I carpets because they, they don't stay as warm as carpets do. Um, so well, that's I, the thing that is, was like, you have to figure having, out. Well, yeah, I, I realized that. What you that. like and what you don't, and you have to keep some stuff to figure that out. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I understand that. Oh, yeah, and, they, you know, and I don't have they, anything wrong with them. It's just at that point in life, it wasn't you know yeah, good for me to be pieces. keeping bloods. But you know, as I grow, I definitely I want I want Borneos. You know, in the near future, I'm mm-hmm. not gonna lie. Like I keep well, seeing, I keep seeing. You know, I see your stuff, then I see like Christian Elmer. Um, yeah, he yeah, he's, Christian he's, Elmer's got killer stuff. Yeah, he he. I see his stuff. Red Amazon was that Red Amazon? On the uh, we're not talking about it. Boy, that thing was. Sexy. <laughs> yeah, you're you're going the wrong way. Yeah, this I, is. I did see that. I we're, did see we're, that talking, we're talking. We're talking about Borneos. But this, you're coming to Carpet Fest. What, what day are you getting in? I'm coming Friday. Friday. Well, I usually have people in my house sometimes Friday late afternoon evening, and I definitely have people over Saturday morning. Cool. So you have to come over and see my collection. Yeah, dude, I would love to. I'll be there. I'll do either or. Honestly, I, I would love yeah, to. Yeah, I had. I had like 10 people over last Saturday morning. I had people over Friday afternoon and I did have people over Sunday, but this Sunday might, might be having something happening. So I, I can't have anybody over Sunday. So yeah, Friday or Saturday morning, man, you got to come over. I'll, I'll have you over. You can see everything. So it'll be, yeah. it'll be good. I mean, I, I can't tell you I, I, how much I enjoy carpet fest to being able to show my collection of people that appreciate snakes because generally it's just, People I meet if they're in my house, I know you got snakes. Can I see them? And I'm just tired of bringing people down, and they just ask basic questions, and they just have a puzzle <laughs> book of why they're in 
racks yeah. and they're like you're showing me the same snake over and over again I'm like, no, <laughs> no you don't you snake. don't get it like this is this is the whole thing because, <laughs> yeah they'll they'll see the retics they're in a cage they'll see borneos and bloods and then i show them a piebald ball python they lose their shit I'm like, yeah damn. yeah <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah. We, yeah like that's exactly how oh my gosh man i'll go be showing people all my like my wild type you know west Popwins, and they're just like oh that's cool and then like i'll whip out the granite and the exanthic you know again they're still west oh. pop they're still west pop ones but you know being the yeah. morphs you know i take those out and they're like <gasps> You know, if I'm like, what? You didn't, you didn't like the the, the wild types though. Yeah, like, I thought, I thought those were, I thought these. those were pretty cool. Uh, uh, <laughs> you know, but it's yeah, it has to be neon colored to be appreciated. No, yeah, and and like you said, you, I get so adjusted to showing people some different stuff, and they just think it's all the same. That where I'm starting to like fly by when people come over to see my snake collection. That's a snake breeder or keeper. Like, hold on, hold on. That was really cool. And I'm like, oh, I just thought I was showing you too many striped Borneos that you were going <laughs> to yeah. say it's all the same thing. They're like, no, because that last stripe was orange and this one's more tan. And, and yeah. then this, then one, realized, this one has a weird mark down. in the middle of it. You see it right there? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, I get too adjusted to showing just the people that are like, so you keep 200 snakes in your basin. What's this look like? They think they're going to go down <laughs> to like, they, they, they're they they're always freaked out. They're always like, why aren't they in tanks? I oh thought they were going to be frog. And I also get the why aren't they crawling all around? Oh, yeah, I God. never God. understood why around. people fought like Dude, people who keep snakes every, just let them yeah. roam like it's their cat. I had somebody ask if I kept them all outside. People ask me that all the time too. Yeah. They're like, do they just roam around? Yeah, I'm like, but, no, they're all in their own thing. Yeah, like I that's what literally the probably the most asked question it's that so I get. So out there to yeah. me. I don't understand. It doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> like, it's yeah, not a cat. If you let them roam all around. There would be a huge pile of snakes in the corner, and it would just be smelly and yeah. wet and greasy. If they just come around, it would it would oh, be a nightmare. Terrible. I had, a, um, I, I, had could a... see, I can see why people think that's a nightmare. If you thought there was just yeah, yeah. or even fifty snakes roaming around in a room. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. Actually, I had um, I had a friend of mine. Uh, she didn't know much about you know what I did with snakes, but you know we were we had been friends for a while, and she was like, "So do you just like?" let them in your house or do you let them outside? And I was like, yeah, actually I leave them all outside and they stay in the woods. And then when it's feeding time, I walk outside of my porch and I go, key, 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 key. And I throw out a bunch of rodents and they all come and feed. And yeah, you take, she, them for, take them for walks. Yeah, yeah, exactly. She looked at me for a yeah. second. She paused. She's like, no, you don't. I was like, no, I don't. They all have their own thing. Like, come on. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, it's – to each their own. Though, but yes, I, <laughs> I, I definitely appreciate that weekend because it's rare I get to like, you know, show off a collection for to sure. people that actually appreciate it or, you know, just understand what's going on. So it's, yeah, for sure. I definitely... It's a lot more fun. Yeah. It makes me want to be in my snake room more, I guess. You know, sometimes yeah. you get so burnt out on it. Yeah. It, it, kinda, it, fire, it fires you up a little bit, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It definitely does. You know, you're. That whole week of cleaning is, means a little more to you than just <laughs> scooping poop. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So, exactly. Well, yeah, I'm, but that, and then I, I get extra crazy. Like everything's got to be clean. Right. And I, it just stinks because I know there's other snake breeders and, and they know what a dirty cage looks like, but I'll be apologetic. Like, that was clean this morning. Like, I know, man. Don't worry about it. <laughs> like, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, I'm not dirty. I'm not dirty. You know, yeah. people are like, no, we know. We know what it's like. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, so, <laughs> as soon as they feel that new bedding, they just want to take a dump on it it's just yeah and uh, i'm sure like i said you guys keep species like that too they're just very aware so the day after i have a bunch of people over it's 
shit fest over there. They are mm. like, what was all that about? And they all just like unload. So it's it's yep. crazy. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, man. I'm definitely looking forward to it. I'll be there Friday on the seventh because Carpet Fest is the eighth, right? Yeah, Saturday. Carpet the 8th. Fest is Saturday. Saturday. I don't know what time yeah. it starts. So I'll be there Usually, the seventh, and then yeah. Yeah, so maybe Saturday morning because I'll, I'll probably have the majority of people over then. I gotta pick Bill Spiegel up from the airport at seven. Okay. And I'm probably gonna be doing my last minute cleaning, but I mean, if if you're around Friday night, maybe maybe that's an opportunity, but. Usually Friday night, like eight nine o'clock, everybody, the people that are here go to Eric's for like a pre pre carpet fest. Yeah, which is generally pretty fun because it's a smaller crowd and we, mm-hmm. we be out there pretty late. Yeah, that's why um, he made some post about. It. He said, "You know, for people who are going to be there Friday, you know, they're meeting at his place, swimming um, for, and stuff like that." Yeah, don't yeah, it's cool. usually it's usually a fun night. Um, so usually I, I do get some stragglers a little earlier that sometimes come over that Friday. Mm. But the big thing is like Saturday morning, I'll get a crowd at like nine, nine o'clock and people will come over and see it. And then I go right from my house to Eric's and I go early and <laughs> just start yeah. drinking uh, Scott Borden's sweet tea moonshine. And getting... <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. That's good. I get real nice feeling, but, you know, very early and I got to pace myself and, and hydrate midday. Yeah, man. If you start if you start drinking early, you got to pace. That's yep. <laughs> You got to pace all day. Ooh. Get some water yeah, I do in pretty, between. I do pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. yeah how do you guys? How do you guys do for, for south, uh, the southeast? Were you guys like fine. drinking early, or do you wait till nighttime? We I what time I, did we get there? It was like what two or three o'clock. Right? Yeah. We I waited until it got pretty. I waited till we nighttime. Waited until it thinned out a little. Once bit. it thinned out, I things got a little. That's when he knew the people that were there were there to party. Yeah. Things got a little wild after after a while. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. See, I, I think that's the difference in all the other carpet fest is like as soon as you get to the to the northeast one, there's just too much drinks around and someone's yeah, drinking. First order of business. So you're tempted. Yeah, you're just tempted. And like I said, I, I, I do well. I never get too hammered. I'm not I'm not that guy anymore. I'm mm-hmm. like thirty six. I got a family. I don't get like I don't crawl out of places, yeah. I don't puke. Yeah. Um but I like to feel real nice, you know, I go I go back and <laughs> forth. There there's gonna be a point probably in the late afternoon where I'm a little shit face and I clean myself up. I'll jump in the pool. I'll drink water. I'll eat a lot and I'm back. Yep. <laughs> and then yep. at the nighttime, I just seem to pace myself and I'm usually out of there at like one thirty. So mm. I'm always out of there before the main crazy thing happens. I always leave right before <laughs> it's then. It's like when the demons come around, it's like at 3 a.m. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like I the missed real those... stuff. I was up, I was up until 6 a.m. For, oh, for yeah, I was, I was up. The entire night. I, I remember I went to, I got in my Jeep and uh, to go to sleep because I didn't want to wake Justin and Billy up in the tent. <laughs> I, I slept in my Jeep for like three hours. That tent sucked. Dude, the oh, Jeep, man, the Jeep, so was, the Jeep wasn't much better, bud. I have a hard time believing that. Dude, there was this, there was this ringing in my ear. For that my got, I got in my Jeep. Jeep, huh? That has nothing to do. with I Jeep. know, I realized that, but from being up all night, I, I got in the Jeep. And then, <laughs> dude, my feet. Yeah, right? there was a constant ring, and it was so loud. Oh, it was bad in my feet. Oh, my feet. I hurt. was just in my sleeping bag, sweating. <laughs> yeah, for some it reason. Was, yeah, it, it was definitely. Uh, it was definitely a, a good time. It, it was fun. I'm looking forward to this. I'm a lot. looking forward to next year. I'm looking forward to this a lot. I'm. Uh, I'm pretty yeah, stoked. The, the, I'm spoiled because the one I went to, the one I traveled for was uh, the the one in Texas, and I stayed at Bill Stegall's house. All mm-hmm. So I had a, I had a bedroom. 
So that was awesome. And Northeast, I always have my own house. I just make it back to my own house. Right. I sober up at the end of the night. Dennis, I don't know if you guys know Dennis McNamara. He usually comes down and he stays overnight with me. He stays at my house. So we usually, like I said, we, we try to hang as long as we can, but we wind up rolling out around like 1, 1, 1 And then, like I said, the one year we missed Bill Stiegel, Body Slam, and Howard. Um, we missed the roof jump the one year. It's wait, always just wait, something crazy. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Does, did you say Bill Stiegel body slamming Howard? Yeah, Howard Redding. They were like that. It was. I, th- I think it was pretty late, and like I think um, I think Bill was peeing outside. Oh no! Which which goes? It, it, it's allowed. Um, and then Howard, I think, threw it like an elbow in his back, like slammed it. Bill may have pissed on himself. Like, hey, you better chill if I piss on myself. Uh. And Howard pushed him again. And then Bill just turned around, grabbed him, body slammed in my hair. It was all playful. There was no serious. Oh, my but I mean, gosh. I think, yeah. And I, I, I was that the year Bill tweaked his ankle and Howard. It was like my back hurts. Or, it was something funny. I was just like, man, see, I, I would have liked to see that. That would have been pretty well, good. Well, when you get the old guys playing rough. <laughs> yeah. And then muscles oh, are going to be you, torn. Yeah, that was two years ago, and then the first year I missed Scally getting in his board. Mitch Scally had his board rat bikini on and, and jumped off Eric's diving board <laughs> into the pool, running around with a neon green thong onto his shoulders. I missed nice. that year. <laughs> so, yeah, there's always some crazy stuff that's fun, but it's like I got a couple more hours sleep, so I guess it was worth it. It's not worth it, man. I fell asleep early at the one Tinley. I had to come right in from a wedding. I was vending. They took my stuff down in my car. Um, it was like every year someone had a wedding had to come in a year early. First it was Owen, then it was me. So I got in. I was, I was in my cousin's wedding. So I was drunk there, trying not to be drunk. <laughs> had to go to the, had to go to the airport at like four because I caught the first flight to get to Tinley. Oh, got to Tinley at like eight. Um, you know, was was good. I, I I cleaned up. I vended that day, but I could only make it to like twelve thirty, and it was like it was. They, they said it was such a fun night. It was. They just kept on telling all these stories, and I was just jealous. Like, all right, I, I heard them. Um, it's enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. It was hilarious. Yeah, I was just so mad. That that's gonna be so ju- I, that's gonna be Justin when I get back from Carpet Fest. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna tell him all about it. I hate you. <laughs> Yeah, you are missing a. You're missing something good, man. It sucks you can't come out next year. It, it does suck. Yeah, yeah. It's always next year. Next year for sure. I feel weird, man. Like I, I, I'm going. I'm going to this by myself. I couldn't find anybody to ride with me. So I'm, uh, once I'm, you once you're here, it's you're it's you'll be fine. Oh What's yeah. That, no. I, I guess you get. Did you get a hotel or are you crashing with? No, I'm place? actually crashing with uh, Joe Phelan. Joe and Melissa. Oh, okay. He's yeah, crashing yeah. with Joe Lissa. Yep. Joe Lissa. That's what I call him. I call yeah. him Joe Lissa. Yeah. Joe Lissa. Yeah, I'm crashing. Yeah, Joe's only, yeah, Joe's only like 30 minutes from me, so he's close too. Yeah, so. yeah. He said he wasn't far, so. I, no, I, I, I don't know sick. how you guys are getting home. You're going to. Because from Eric to Joe's, it's a little bit far. I, to so, be, I mean, I guess you are Uber or something. I don't know what you To be honest, I'm, knowing me, I'm probably just going to you know, clear it with Eric you're early. Probably be like, be hey, is it okay if I just like pass out in your yard or on Can a I couch just sleep somewhere? on a pool raft or like, something? Uh, I, might, I may end up just – I might just wake up in the yard. I have no idea. Can you just pull so. one of these boogie <laughs> boards over in the corner and then sleep on that? 
People yeah. do. I think people just fall asleep on the couch. I mean, I, Eric's fine with it. I'm yeah. pretty sure. You know, as long as you run it by him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, Bill, Bill Stegall's house was funny because there was a hammock outside. I think Terry Blowell might have put that up where he just slept in a tent. I, someone slept in a tent. They bought their own tent unannounced. Mm-hmm. But Bill's like, hey, that's great. And someone just set up a hammock because it was a nice night. Yeah. Slept in a hammock <laughs> nice. with nothing on, you know, it was. It was Evan slept in Bill's snake room, which was, that was just weird because it's too hot. Sounds about right. <laughs> his snake room, his snake room isn't as hot as mine, but I don't want to sleep in a snake room. No. If anything seventy five degrees, you know, with heat on, I'm I'm good. I don't want to sleep there. Oh jeez, um, that's that's like my yeah, sweet spot, man. I sleep, my room stays like seventy seven, and I sleep in there. Hell oh, no, that's, that's too gross. Hot. I like it cold. Yeah, yeah I'm I like the same it cold. way, man. It'll uh, be if I if I if I, it gets really cold, then I cover up, and then I get like sweaty under there. Middle of I, January, just, fan uh, on high, windows nah. open. I'm, I'm with you. Yeah. That's a hard no. Maybe it's just it's because I'm a big man and I run hot to begin with. Yeah, I mean, because my body's yeah. constantly Bo- trying to shed all this fat. Yeah, I mean, I'm not a big guy. So. <laughs> Box fan, ceiling fan, on. That's what, and my wife is cold no matter what. I mean, not to not to be weird. I sleep in my underwear and um, and I'm in a sheet halfway. She's under yeah. like two blankets. Yeah. Hoodie, Half the time I don't pants. even have my comforter over me. I'm just Jeez. like exposed. Oh, yeah. yeah, she she hoodie pants. Sometimes wakes up, puts on a thick robe. Jeez, I'm, man. I Honestly, just look at her sometimes and just start sweating. I'm like, yeah. how are you doing that? Yeah. I'm, I'm, you know, it's crazy. Yeah, no, I, I can't sleeping hot, dude. I can't, I can't wear clothes when I sleep. I feel like I'm being, I feel like something's like constricting. Yeah, me well, the you whole like time. sleep like, and then like you're, you roll over it. on your shirt and then <laughs> yeah. it's like choking you. It's a whole thing. Yeah, I think I'm the only one. I think when we, so Tinley, we it's usually four or five of us in a hotel room with uh, two queen beds and like a pullout. I think I'm the only one that's like I'm in my shorts, no shirt, and like, yeah, guys, I don't know how you guys are sleeping in t-shirts and stuff. But. Yeah, no, <laughs> I, I, mean, I like, can't. I tell people anytime I'm like, I'm not sleeping with my shirt on. I hope you. I well, hope that's like why that. I was like, I can't sleep. That's <laughs> why at Southeast Carpet Fest I was dying because like, I was in this. This it was cold, but it was. Cold. I think actually, the, why am I thinking that morning it warmed up a little bit though. Like early, early that morning, Not it had kind of warmed up a little like bit, and it wasn't as cold as when we got there. Yeah, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. But then I was in the the sleeping bag, which was hot. I was wearing a hoodie, oh. which was hot. I was wearing shorts. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's crazy. I was wearing a shirt, yeah. And I was like, I like Billy was there with me. And I was like, I could, but like I could take all this off. But then Billy might think I'm weird. <laughs> Billy no, already thinks I'm weird. <laughs> you got to go for it. You just got to take it all off, man. That's how it is. Yep. Cause it's like I got in the tent and then Billy was like five minutes behind me. He's, That's why I'm like, dude, like we're all guys here. Like, come on, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. you, don't be a baby about taking off your shirt. I was also so tired, I didn't even care. I was like, dude. I'll drown in my sweat. I don't, I don't care. I just want to go to sleep. Dude, I don't know how how I was functioning still. I don't know either. I, I, I'm, I like halfway crawled back to my jeep because I almost couldn't walk because my feet hurt so bad. And I got in my Jeep. <laughs> I got in my Jeep, but I couldn't sleep because of the freaking ringing, man. It was so bad. And then you drove home, and I, dude, I was out. I know. I was yeah, out. I don't, all I don't know how you slept in a car. I can't sit and sleep or even oh, lay in the dude. back seat. I can seat. sleep. I it's just a very light sleep. Like, it's not a yeah. good sleep. Yeah. Yeah, I never was good at sleeping in cars. If I take a flight, I don't sleep at all. I'm just, I'm up. <laughs> oh, man. Like a moving car. I will fall right to sleep in a moving car. Yeah, like I don't have a problem I, I sleep on it's planes. Never, it's never deep sleep. Yeah, no. I'm good at sleeping as long as it's in the bed. I just can't. <laughs> yeah. I can't do anything else. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I, I, when I camp, I could sleep in a 
thick tent. I mean, a thick uh, sleeping bag. And we're, we're, you know, go camping and we bring air mattresses. So that's another mm-hmm. thing. But even an air mattress, if the air comes out some, you just sink into the middle. <laughs> that uh, was, turns into a giant cradle. That was me. Yeah. That was me at Billy's house when we were. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I got gave, the bed and I woke up an, and brought He gave me an air mattress. He gave me an air mattress. Literally, this thing was like two feet off the ground. It like was It was tall. thick. I woke up and I was on the floor. <laughs> like, Oh uh, yeah, that I know. Yeah, uh, I know what you mean. Like the double ones, yeah. and then yeah, you, you deflate, and it's like you're getting hugged by rubber. <laughs> yeah, you know. Oh, it sucked. I'm sleeping in a wetsuit. <laughs> but anyways, tangents. Um, that was. Yeah. Well, so we one of, we got on about 15 minutes left or so, yeah. but I'm curious as to oh. what your experience is with vending because you do a good bit of vending up up yonder, don't you? Vending. Uh, so I love shows. I love going. I love vending. Um, kind of. I guess getting a little old and grouchy, even though I'm not that old. Um, Hamburg is six times a year. You're kind of expected to do all six, or you'll you'll lose your spot. Oh really? Uh, I've 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 luckily found a way where I can get a table here and there, so I don't got to do them all anymore. Uh, as as good as it can be, and I know I'm missing out on some sales and moving snakes. It was just burning me out. Is making you know yeah. I don't like to get I don't like to get to any show and start bitching and that's exactly what i was doing even with the mindset of like don't complain even if it's slow or someone's trying to lowball you just Mm -hmm. get by it try to enjoy what you're doing and it will become even if i wasn't three people will come to me from the show saying oh how bad does this suck or you know fucking customers and (laughs) and it just gets you to go there and the thing is it's because it's a small local show it's very hit or miss so you're either gonna have a happy crowd or, or, or or a sad crowd so Tinley is definitely the answer to that for me. Going every October, I would like to start doing March. Really, I would like to do Tinley and another big show somewhere else. But there's no other really big show that I can make it to comfortably and safely. Yeah, to where it's, I mean, you have to be like, realistic. Always, like Daytona is not really much of an option. Yeah, and I used to go. I did Daytona once. I did terrible. I used to go all the time, and then mm-hmm. I decided I'm going to vend it. And everybody the year before with Blood and Short Tales d- destroyed it. It was great. And then the same people went along with me, and we didn't do shit. <laughs> it was just that year. And um, that's when it was going down. Anyway, Daytona got really slow. It was back in when they first changed the venue over. Yeah. Like, made it, like, the Ocean Center different. It wasn't that, like, the way it looked. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I actually went. What was it? Was it last year or whatever? I went. I flew down and hung with Dennis McNamara and Chad Hawker behind their tables. And even though there wasn't a lot of people and there was, you know, a good amount of sales, but I just said, you know, it, it was a lot of fun. But me driving my stuff down there would Oof. have been totally different. You know, I, I would have been stressed mm-hmm. and it would have been more of a pain in the ass if I didn't, you know, make some money. It was so much fun because I flew down there. It was a quick weekend. I had no responsibilities. I was just doing whatever I wanted. Yeah. Just drinking, going behind anyone's table. <laughs> that, that's, I didn't care how late I stayed up. Yeah. That's pretty much how Justin and I are going to be at Daytona this year. We're not vending or anything. Yeah. We're just going to be it's there. It's so much fun. Yeah. We're going to go to Dr. Susan and Pia's table at Fishhead and yeah, bug them. And yeah. then go to Billy's table and bug him. We get to bug everybody, man. Yeah. yeah we're going to have That's what down. I mean. It was, it was so much fun. I could wake up. I, it's like I woke up and I'm like, I don't got to go anywhere. I just yep. walk into the show whenever I want. Yeah, I, I don't I, have to know, constantly I babysit can, a table. I can do what I want. Yeah, <laughs> I went back to bed. Yeah, went back to bed, got my breakfast real slow. Usually I'm used to Tinley and I'm, the, you know, I'm hungover. I, I still have fun, but I'm hungover. I'm like trying to get some breakfast down. Yeah. I want to get there as fast as I can. To clean. 
poop out of any slots that are there. But um, yeah, so I do like shows. I do. I guess I do Tinley. I do the October Tinley. I always seem to do the February Hamburg because it's a good show. I usually do June. I'm not doing this one because Hamburg is the same day as Carpet mm-hmm. Fest. And I wind up doing December Hamburg. But really, it's just all Hamburg and Tinley. I, I, I've tried Repticon Baltimore. Terrible experience. Mm. Not good. Um, I tried Daytona. It was a long time ago. Didn't work out too well. I, I, it's funny because I've been. I was searching South Carolina. I used to do the Myrtle Beach show when that was um, uh, the, the yeah, fire, the fire thing. Expo. Yeah, yeah, that was a. Gr- I did great the, the couple years there. I loved it, and it just went away. Well, you got to go but to that was, next South of the Border one because yeah, I heard I, really good things about that South of the Border really? show. Yeah, yeah, I was I was interested, and it sold out so fast. Yeah, so well, they got another one uh, in October, and we didn't. We we, I think we could have gone, and we decided not to last minute. Because it was in like March or something like that, and we were like, so "Man, you had something come up." Maybe I'm sure I did, go, but and I didn't October. feel like driving myself. Yeah, that's what it was. So yeah. October, yeah, I really October, check that the out. October would be a problem because it's totally up too much travel. Ah, yeah, definitely. But if there's a different one, like yeah, what was the one? Was it April or something or, or May? I thought yeah, the first one was in March. Day. I thought mid March. Yeah, because it, it 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 happened a while a couple months ago. Yeah. It was this year, but it was just a couple months ago. So yeah, maybe March. Yeah, I I did want to get a review on that. I didn't even know if it happened yet because I was like, oh, it did. I heard March. nothing but really good things about it. I didn't hear much. The about thing it, that honestly. yeah, the thing that I didn't like was it, I wanted to have that big show feel, but I was like, is there any hotel where everybody's staying? Because I think the south of the border thing. has one. Yeah. Like, oh, there's one yeah, there. Because... South of the border is its own little, like, town. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, we would stop there. For some reason, it was, like, a must-do for me every time we went to Daytona, just because it was, it was for us, it was the midway point. We'd always get there, like, kind of midnight, so it'd be a weird-ass crowd there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm sure like, there's all kinds of weirdos here? there at midnight, <laughs> man. Yeah, it's a, everyone's like, why do you want to stop here? I'm like, look how weird it is. It's like walking look how weird it point. is. <laughs> like, in Men that. in Black, when they <laughs> first show awesome. up at the headquarters and they're walking around. Uh, yeah, like, exactly the one store like. we would go in that was open, it felt like Dumb and Dumber. I'd have a big straw hat on. There was porn <laughs> mags all over the place. Oh it was God. like candy. There was weird souvenirs. <laughs> like It's just the weirdest place ever. You know, Someone was definitely all messed out shopping oh, yeah. around yep. in there. Oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah, so, but, yeah, the, the thing that makes Timley magic is because it's there is nothing to do there. So everybody's just together having fun. Yeah, and, you know, forced you, interaction. Yeah, as soon as you walk around the corner from the hotel, it's just I mean, you walk the hotel, you're bumping into snake people or reptile mm-hmm. people. Period. That's you mix with everybody. Like Daytona is cool, but Daytona kind of like disperses a little bit. You got your outsiders; they'll go somewhere else. But Tilly, even if you go out to dinner, it always winds up back at the main hotel, mm-hmm. and you go into that little bananas bar and grill, and everybody's there somehow. Everyone's in the lobby. People are outside, so it's just. That that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking to do a show that I don't care if I saw anything. It's just a lot of fun. Right. So that that's where I'm at with it. And, and you can see cool stuff. Well, I'm also glad that we have that South of the Border Expo because it's an alternative to Repticon. Yeah. We don't have any other yeah. options other than that yeah, in Daytona. That's, that's the yeah, that's why I go to Daytona every every year. I make a point to go to Daytona because it's it's the best show we'll get within you know a five hour drive mm-hmm. you know because you know columbia repticon is just it's a bigger the columbia show. one's funny though. it's just it's a bigger show but it's still a repticon the it's summer one isn't shit. great still a repticon. but it's the still fall shit. one is decent it, no they're they're both they're both no. crap i've 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 grown to hate it i have it's a bigger show i, I, I but i just repticon man it's just 
it's gone so downhill. Yeah, I heavily oh. looked into that show, getting information about the the Columbia one, because mm-hmm. that's the area that I think I don't understand how, like, between Maryland, Virginia, Carolina, you know, Georgia, Florida, like, it doesn't have to be in Florida. There's there's got to be a big show around there. There's so many keepers and breeders around you guys. Yeah, Columbia. And it kind of sucks that the that Florida's the show because you can't bring a lot of stuff to Florida. So mm-hmm. yeah, Columbia. It's, I think Columbia is the biggest show in South Carolina. Easy. It's probably the it's, it's probably, the biggest show the, in the southeast. I think it might be one of Repticon's biggest easily expos. It's a pretty, yeah. It's a pretty I, I heard big that venue. too. Um, well, well the. Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to cut no, you. Good. It's hard to hear, Jake. So no, sorry you're, if I'm you're good. You're good. You're good. You're twelve feet away like, from the mic. <laughs> well, I'm saying I I, I hear. I, Jake just sounds like you sounds like you're talking to me through another room. You, I heard you. I think I heard another show. It always sounds like you're lower than yeah than Justin. So, that's but um not an accident. You're not the first one to complain about that. that. I was I was going to say the guy who ran the um the South of the Border show. I think is Jay Eaton. He's the one that put on yeah it is the the the, um, the Myrtle Beach show that I liked mm-hmm. a lot. You know. Uh... It was weird though because that Myrtle Beach show, I thought it was great because you could have whatever there. There was venomous. There was everything. Uh, just some people were like, I'll never fucking come to this show because people thought it was going to be Daytona. I said, no, it's the talks are this can be the new Daytona. But some people were like, this is supposed to be Daytona from what I heard. And I'm like, no, right. it can't be Daytona in the first two years right. of his existence. Like vendors were bitching. And I, I, I did well enough to where I guess maybe that's why I liked it so much. But I just liked it because it was a good show and it was in a. I don't know, Myrtle Beach, you had restaurants there, bars. Yeah, you know, the hotel was nice. Yeah, Myrtle yeah, the hotel was all was kinds nice, of stuff so. there. Yeah, just don't. Yeah, it was weird because that was at a time when I wasn't, everybody was like this, but it wasn't like that when you walked through that hotel. But you met up with people you liked, and it could have been the way Tinley was, right. but I mm-hmm. met up with enough people and had a good enough time, and, and uh, I think I checked the Alligator Adventure, and it was it was just cool. It was only a 10 hour ride for me opposed to Daytona. That's 15. Mm-hmm. So I liked it. I wish, I wish that show came back, but I heard some crazy laws were pissed at Myrtle beach. That's why they couldn't uh, have it anymore. That wouldn't geez. surprise me. Yeah. That's what I heard. There's it's crazy cigar laws Myrtle in Myrtle beach. beach. Really? Yeah. Like you can't have cigar lounges in, in the Myrtle beach area, but if you go up the road to Surfside, which is like practically the same place. Yeah. Surfside is a far. <laughs> it's you can do whatever yeah. you want. So these cigar shops yeah, that, are now going right over the county lines into mm-hmm. Surfside, setting up shop, and they're not really losing any business because they're, you know. Yeah, that's weird. That's like the Jersey Shore down here. There's certain shore points that are, you know, liquor and beer is good, and then one shore point will be a dry town. But mm-hmm. <laughs> there's no no beer, no beer stores, nothing. But mm-hmm. you can just go five minutes away, buy it, and bring it back, and it's all good. <laughs> Whatever makes them sleep better at night. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I get it because I've been to the Jersey Shore. Some of the parts are some some points are scummy, <laughs> yeah. so they're trying to like, hey, if there's no bars here, it'll probably chase some of the scummy people yeah. out. And I guess it does. It does work, but I mean, <laughs> it's not a big deal to just go get it, right? <laughs> and, and drive it back in. Yep. All right, man. Yeah. Well, all right, we are hitting our hour and a half mark. Oh, that was quick. Yeah, yeah. it goes by fast. Time flies, man. Yeah. 
Yeah, we tried. Definitely. To I didn't it. even get to cover Borneos as much. Damn. Yeah, <laughs> that happens a lot. You gotta try to have me on again. I want to talk Borneos the whole time. Yeah, we'll we'll uh, give us give us a couple weeks, and because I I want to do a Borneo episode. So. Yeah, after after Jake comes here. Yeah, 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 yeah. Him, We can do a post Carpet Fest episode. Yeah, maybe we can get yeah, Eric in on be... it too on the same time because we can have multiple people on over the phone. Yeah. I figured that out. Yeah, so. that'd be that'd be nice. That'd be awesome. Yeah, we'll we'll work something out. I know. I see. And here's the thing, like. I, I, I'm absolutely going to see your collection if I can, but there's a part of me that doesn't want to because I know I'm going to walk out <laughs> wanting to buy Borneos. And well, well, I, won't, I won't let you leave with any. I'll let you sleep on it because I know how that is when you see something. Well, that's, you're, yeah, like, you're right yeah. on it. So That's it, what I no told way. Harlan. Harlan was like, I got this IJ. You know, Would Jake be interested? I said, I guarantee you, you send him a picture, he'll buy it. Dude, but yeah. that's an IJ. All right, did. that's different. That's different. All I right, was like, that, send him a picture. No, it'll, that it'll no, sell. no. Guaranteed. Those were those were wild caught blood IJs. I, like, of course, no. I'm I not going to pass. Send him a picture. Like that is different. You can't you can't throw that into the same realm as this. Same that's, thing. Put one in his hands. No, you'll get one sold to guarantee no, it. No, no. <laughs> it's not. It's not but, that fast but, now. But, all right. No, that's not. That's not what I want to do because I do know that feeling of just like. It's and you got you got to have it a couple months yeah. to marinate to know if you really yeah. really want it. Mm, for sure, so, saving from yeah. himself. For sure, got to. Uh, I, I like. I hope people try to save me for myself because it's <laughs> when you're when you're into this hobby, it's really oh, easy man. to just go. Jump it in head first oh, yeah. in the deep end. Oh yeah, Justin and I both have to be the the devil's advocate for each other. Not, not the devil's advocate. Not the devil's much. advocate. Just kind of the, the voice of reason. Voice of reason. That was it. The opposite. You know, like, hey man, like, do you really need that right <laughs> what now? What did I say? Like, I needed, what did What did I say I needed recently? Uh, f- nothing. Dude, well, yeah, because you don't listen to me. You just get it anyways. Like African house snakes. <laughs> why do you need African house snakes? I've always wanted African house snakes. Do you? Do I have any? No. Exactly. You're gonna get some. I you, know you will. Maybe <laughs> sometime in the next five years. They're not very high on the list. It's just one of those things. If uh, I come across uh, some, there the price is right. It's like sure. Yeah, but you've talked about other stuff. Do you just whatever? Just drop it. All right. Just shut whatever. up. <laughs> shut up. Just no. But all right, Matt. We really appreciate where, you coming where on. Where can man. people where, find you? Yeah. Where can everybody find you? Uh, Facebook is a good one. I have my, I have it under my own name, Matt Minatola, but I have a Philly Herp Culture page set up. So just type in Philly Herp to Facebook. You should be able to find me. Uh, I recently finally changed my name over from my name to Philly Herp on Instagram. So just type in Philly Herp on Instagram. You can find me. My website has been down for like two years. When you go to my website, it takes you to a herpes site. So nice. You can still get some information. Yeah. I, just yeah, if you need uh, it. I, I didn't plan that. That's what I heard. Listening. I haven't done it in a while, but um, hopefully, in the next year, year and a half, I reboot a website up and do it right. Um, but yeah, Facebook, Instagram, type in Philly Herp, Philly Herp Pediculture, Matt yeah. Minatola. You should be able to find me one way or another. Cool, awesome. All right, man. Well, we appreciate you coming on. Yeah, we'll get you on uh, here in a few. Lot of, get you back on here in a few weeks. Of, yeah, I had a lot of fun, fellas. Thanks. Yeah, man, yeah, I was a little it. nervous because I'm used to people I know now. Joe oh. and American on. I'm like, I haven't really met you guys, so it was, it was easy. It was fun. Yeah, yeah. Well, we will officially meet next week, and I'm very much looking forward to it. Yeah, you'll have to bring it, like, like they always joke, like, you have to bring a cutout of Justin. Yeah. yeah. I'm just going to walk around with a cardboard, a cardboard cutout. 
Yeah, have a big cigar and a big cigar in his mouth. Just just walk him around. You know what I mean? He'd have a, you imagine in a while he, insult, he'd end up in, in the pool. Something just say like you know, oh that that sucks. You know what I mean? You just like him. We will throw him in the pool and just let him float there. Be great. <laughs> let me just float to the bottom. I disintegrate. Uh, all, all right, right Matt. Fellas. Take I'll it easy. All right, brother. Appreciate Wait. it. Bye. 42. Done. Zito. Down for the count. Carpet fest. Carpet fest. Carpet fest. I'm glad you're excited. I am excited. I'm so excited. Not excited for the drive, but excited. I don't feel bad for you. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Honestly, I don't even know if I'd be able to deal with your ass for... Ten and a half hours in a car. What do you mean? <laughs> We'd have to stop at Chili's fine. like three we times on the way there. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. <laughs> you know, I'm gonna go while you're gone. I'm gonna go to the dude, Chili's and Pooler dude, and sit there by myself dude, and send you a picture of an no, empty booth and me just eating alone. No, dude, I'll go to I'll go to a Chili's the same time that you go to a Chili's on my and way we'll there. We'll just FaceTime. Yeah, we'll and I'll FaceTime. Put you, dude, I'll put you across face the table for me. <laughs> Or you can take a cutout of me, and I'll take a cutout of you, and people will really wonder what's going on. Oh, man. That'd be hilarious. Yeah, we could FaceTime while, uh, while we get chilies. That wouldn't be weird at all. <laughs> Not even a little This bit. is my friend. This is my friend, Justin. He's, a, he's, he's away. He's, he's in pooling. <laughs> right, uh, oh, no, where is he at? The chili, the chili's upstairs, <laughs> but he's on the screen. All right, thank you again to Fishhead Diagnostics yes. for making this show continue to be available for everybody. Yeah. Um, thank you to Matt yep. for coming on. That was a fun episode. Thoroughly enjoyed it. We will have him on again to talk Borneos in more right. detail. Yeah, we was... might, we could see if we can have Christian on for that too, maybe. Yeah, we can get a get a dual episode. Definitely. So Christian, Elmer, if you're listening, you want to talk Borneos and that red Amazon tree bow. You can just send us that if you want. If you want, yeah. But <laughs> all right, yeah. y'all. Justin Smith, Palmetto Coast Exotics. Jake, JLB Morelia. Yeah.